1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: This is Paul Hawksby.
0: And Charlie Baker.
2: And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we looked into the Carabao Cup games and we were joined by podcaster and Stoke fan Ben Cartwright. Uh, along with Sam Avery, comedian and Evertonian. We spoke to the man that uh, ate 60 uh, Yorkshire puddings in um, three minutes. With or without
3: gravy, you'll have to listen to find out. That's right. right.
2: We had a chat with Lloyd Griffith. Ah, yes. He was very good, he was very down on his club. Charlie gave him some clog, as you'll hear. (laughs) And uh, we had the clips of the month, and uh, we had a chat about various things as well. I'm starting a magazine, apparently, as you'll discover. (laughs) Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, and uh, good afternoon. Good, I'm Andy. good afternoon, Charlie, Andy.
3: if Andy's listening, good afternoon. Good afternoon. He might be listening. You never know.
2: Um, listening, to Toby there uh, oh, talking yeah. about what's been going on at Dover, which of course is not great. Mm. But he just used the word there, and it struck me that. Um, it would have been a good name for a, a place for a night out. So, yeah. it, it's Scuffles. Oh, lovely! Wait, you, you, you ready to go home yet? No, I'm not really. I, you know, when they close it, we'll go on. We'll go Scuffles. Let's go. Let's go to Scuffles. <laughs> w- women getting free. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> women are in free tonight at Scuffles. Yeah, let's go. Let's go down Scuffles. I mean, it would be. I mean, you wouldn't call it that, but that's Super essentially what on it would have been called. You had your own. Um, you had your own one you were telling us about back in the day. That uh, yes,
3: I used to uh, I used to um, go to Scarborough quite a lot. Right, um, and there was a pub there called or a bar there called Quids Inn. Quids Inn. Yeah. Quids Inn. I, Not in Double N. Yeah. Oh, Quids Inn. The Quids. And it Inn. was a pound in. They obviously yeah. had something going on. Like yeah. you had to be a member or something. So I Quids in. Well. pound in, and then every drink was a pound. Really? All night? All night? I mean, everything.
2: Single malt? Yeah. yeah. Arthur Arthur Foster's. Not
3: many people are on the single (laughs) malt in their ball. I'll just. (laughs) Many people going,
2: (laughs) yeah. Just touch it. Just a splash of water. Just in a that. little bit of water. It just breaks a, it up. Just to free up the flavour for me. This, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's quite peaty. This isn't it. <laughs> it wasn't in the sort of in that wasn't in the, the sort of place oh, it was. This, oh yeah, this is <laughs> marvellous. This is off one of the islands. Single malt. The uh, so cause these are the sort of places you would have gone scuffles. You would have gone quids yeah. in. What was your other one? You had a good one. I do, convulsions. Oh, beautiful. That was in the days of the fun pub. <laughs> I'm, beautiful. Where are you going tonight? Going convulsion. Seeing convulsions. Oh yeah, classic. convulsions. Bit
3: classier than scuffles.
2: It wasn't a real one. This one I, I intended to open, but anyway, um, you're not going to get a chance to go to these places. Obviously. Most, of them, well, practically all of them, are closed. So, um, if you want to relive a few of those, those places that you would have gone just pre-Christmas, yeah, that, um, that maybe haven't dated too well when you Beautiful. think about. And what what were they like? Give us give us a bit of an insight. Then I, we take I, we take it as ready
3: out of sticky carpet. <laughs> yeah, we know that. I did a gig in uh, Tallinn about, about 18 months in ago Estonia, in Estonia. Estonia, yeah. yeah. Whenever I go anywhere like that, I always say to the to the people who run the mm. gig after the gig, take me to the worst pub. <laughs> take me to like the like the roughest, really. Like, cause I want to see like proper life, you know? Yeah. And we went to this place. And he went, oh, I know exactly the place. And we walked in, and it was like, well, remember that program with John Sim when he went back back in time? Oh yeah, really? yeah, like, yeah. Life on Mars. <laughs> it was like that, but like 1982. <clears throat> wow. So it was like. It was un- un- unbelievable place, but everyone was dressed in like snow wash yeah. denim and like big mullets, like we were talking about yesterday, and and just and everyone was drinking like just tiny little clear shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and it was oh it was like 80s music 80s hip-hop it was on the on the on the uh jukebox <laughs> and it it was just amazing and then, i was like is this a theme pub oh no this is this is it this is absolutely it and like oh it's brilliant absolutely brilliant fantastic That's, i can't remember what we drank it's a good thing to do that tabasco in it i remember I'm, that
2: i've done a th- similar thing in prague before mm. and you go in and everybody sitting there was drinking like 30 P pints of budvar But uh, they're all in high vis, and it's not like they just finished work. This was quite late in the evening. They're all sitting there in high, so they've just kind of got there at five, and they're just. I'm not going to go. I just, I just stay on it now. now So
3: so when they fall over on the way home, people can see them. You know
2: My youngest lad Tells me Alright um, oh, Sorry I thought this was Summer in Leeds Where he was at uni But no He says The Moonlighting Club Used to have a student night Called Sticky Feet Oh <laughs> uh, It was in Soho He said uh, One pound singles Two pound doubles
3: Oh lovely Apparently oh, now are. Tim the Villa fan From Scarborough Has been in touch mm. Still got quids in In Scarborough But it's four pound in <laughs> <laughs> and that's inflation for you. It's
2: just, it's
3: well, they've still kept the name. <laughs> still kept the name and Flappers Nightclub in Ghoul. Flappers in Ghoul. <laughs> Have <laughs> no, you ever played for, Flappers, <laughs>
2: Charlie? I want you to do a residency, yeah. So we can say at the end of your show with Max every second, The way they used yeah, to on yeah.
3: TV, they used you, to say, "You can uh, see me tonight at Flappers in Ghoul. <laughs> they <used to> say,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Live. It sounds like it sounds like something you'd get on a James Martin show. What are you <laughs> making today, James? Well, this morning we're making Flappers in Ghoul. <laughs> What's Ghoul, James? Sort of when, you Yeah, it's uh, that's what it's what we call it. Yeah, it'd be good, wouldn't it? It'd be no, fantastic. Um,
3: rafters, it was in Newton Abbott. Rafters. Rafters in. Rafters, yeah, Rafter's nightclub and Newton Abbott. They it. were just
2: such lame names. <laughs> so yeah, like, who, who comes up with them? Who let people get away with that? Imagine um,
3: the ones that are like, no, that that sounds a bit rough.
2: <laughs> I, I'd like to now salute the people that have held their nerve this Christmas because okay. this is from yesterday. So, the real, the, the, the real, the last-minute shopper, uh, B and Q have slashed prices of real Christmas trees from sixty pounds to a pound. Oh my so you've got, I mean, the, the secret clearly is to go Jeez. very late got to go Christmas. late on it, yeah. I think people if have gone earlier not they, this year? You could probably have a £500 Christmas for about 25
3: pence, couldn't you? <laughs> you, you can't get really rid of them, Paul, got hold your nerve. You can't get rid of them. I sold Christmas trees for a bit at you, um, yeah. Jack's Patch in Timmouth when I was <laughs> growing could up. be a club as well. <laughs> Jack's Patch. Jack's Patch in Timmouth. <laughs> It's <laughs> just a litany of
2: ridiculous <laughs> names, isn't it? Whether it's a bar, whether it's what was Jack's patch in? It's, like
3: it's still there. It's like a, a garden centre. Oh, OK. And sold Sold, sold uh, Christmas trees in the in the oh. car park, and uh, <clears throat> of course gets to. Christmas Eve. Could you it. work one of those machines where you put it in? It puts oh, yeah. the netting all on that. It. All, that yeah, all that, lovely, all that. Very dangerous. Do you want the block on or block off?
2: Did you knock the old? Did you knock the old bit of wood at the bottom? Yeah, well, d- 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 you had understand? to
3: do all. You had to be multi-skilled. Oh, of course, Paul. Yeah. Very yeah. much the Sammy Davis Junior. of the <laughs> yeah. Christmas tree world. <laughs> of course, you were <laughs> You going
2: to be able <laughs> yeah. to do a bit of everything. I can
3: do the <clears> block. <throat> I can put it through the net. I Brilliant. can lift it. Carry. I can put it in your car. Do the lot. Do the lot. Anyway, Christmas Eve. You have got a little leftover. Take what you want right so, take one. One. so i one. went home with like three christmas trees what for? and of course mum and dad are like "What on these we don't want these <laughs> so we just <laughs> had three more christmas trees to throw away in january got to like take yeah. them down the dump uh, anyway want to hear from you this
2: afternoon um this is off of um dirk van dievenboner he is a um darts player and he beat uh, rob cross a former champion which is pretty impressive so yeah, well done Dirk. Good. But Dirk's thing, as he apparently we heard from Dan Dawson, who's going to be giving us updates from the darts, that Dirk is a uh, an aubergine farmer, which oh, now does explain why he goes on stage clutching an aubergine as as a as a, as a, as a talisman, as a good luck charm. lovely, yeah. But apparently last night he never took it on and beat a former champion, so now he said that's it. It was he holding said, him back. He's ditching. He's ditching the aubergine. Oh and dear. Um, we just wondered, have you? Did you have an odd good luck charm? Yeah, I mean, no, up nice. there with the aubergine, not necessarily a St. Christopher or something like that, mm-hmm. but something a bit weird and wonderful. And did the luck run out, or yeah. did you kind of decide that, you know, I'm just going to have to ditch this thing? And yeah. did it turn your luck around? Maybe you got luckier.
3: I've never, whenever I I always, mm. I always buy a Talkie United shirt every season, and they've never been lucky. Whenever I wear them to games, we always lose yeah. this season. Very lucky it's shirt been very this lucky. season. Didn't wear it last. Last week, V Dagenham and Redbridge, we lost Paul. Oh, so it's <laughs> that's good. It is a proper lucky shirt. <laughs> it's A proper lucky shirt. So uh, yeah, but yeah, au- aubergine, aubergine.
2: Yeah. Tonight though, wouldn't it have been lovely? We could have got in the car after this show, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, headed north, and gone to Chuffers in Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> Chuffers. Chuffers. <laughs> we could have met. We could have met uh, Mark in Chuffers. Uh, he said it was
3: fantastic. Who's, who's naming them? Whose name? that I, 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 I
2: think see. it i think it was like a, some brain it was probably some agency in london that's uh, so we've got chuffers well that's yeah. bolton all day flappers flappers has got Gaul. to be goal
3: and um <laughs> four quid into quids in into yeah four Garth, quid
2: right. we've got to put the price imagine that meeting when the, the owners of quids in got together <laughs> yeah. that day when they had to say someone have to in, put it up their brainstorm how they're going to make more money and then someone just quietly in the corner of the room would have said could put it up to two quid <laughs> And then there'd been this dreadful But we can't. We're can't quids in. We're, we, we, are
3: look, we, quids we are quids in. We are
2: going to have to do it. You know, this was never going to be inflation proof as a business name, was it?
3: Four quid in. I wonder if it's still a quid a drink.
0: Anyway,
2: you are listening to TalkSport. if you <laughs>
0: want Um The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. <laughs>
2: Yes, not many of our guests have their own music, but uh, the next one does. Uh, Stoke Take on Spurs, is live on TalkSport 5.30 uh, this evening. And uh, Ben Cartwright, Stoke fan and podcaster from uh, Wizards of Drivel. Good afternoon. It's just to play on Ben's surname, of course, for fans <laughs> of Bonanza. Uh, sorry, Ben, every time, but uh, it's nice to have your own theme tune, isn't
3: it?
4: It's a, an absolute honour, always. And, oh, you know, the funny thing is, actually, I got the one of the Bonanza series on DVD last year from my parents for Christmas. But oh, this you. year I'm not going to get any presents for Christmas. So oh. I should have been grateful when I got the Bonanza. Yeah. Really.
2: We always set like to a map of the potteries when you're on as well, but yeah, obviously that's a visual thing that you can't see. <laughs> so, um, yes, uh, tonight's game. I, I thought you and the fellow Spurs, I'm um, sorry, uh, Stoke fans would be down there sweeping out the changing rooms mucking it out ahead of tonight's game after all the fuss that Neil Warnock made
4: yeah it's, it's apparently an awful place to be and <laughs> um, yeah we we obviously love Neil Warnock and everything that comes out of his mouth around Stoke. So, yeah, great to hear him complaining about that, I thought. And we'll see what Jose says. Yeah.
2: Um, what, what about tonight? How are, you, how are you feeling about tonight's game? And as We've spoken to you plenty of times when the team have not been in good shape, but it's not going too badly at all at the moment, is it? And here you are in a quarterfinal of a cup competition.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just excited for it. You know what? I know we sort of like to moan about different kickoff times i quite like the 5:30 kickoff time because it lets lets you have your evening afterwards i can watch mm. the game at 5:30. hopefully we beat spurs with our newfound success with michael o'neill and, and then i can have an evening of, to myself but um but yeah no it is exciting it's sort of i think we got through that that sort of league cup just madness there was weeks and weeks of league cup and it was almost like getting through to the past the group stages of the champions leagues Then there was a big wait until until the quarters so yeah tonight should be good um and I, I mean, I, I should have been watching it with my with my my dad, brother, and uncle. Obviously, if, if there was a different time, that's the only shame. But yeah. but other than that, I'm excited to to see what happens. And um, considering we're playing sort of pragmatic football, we're we're sort of been compared to the the Jose Mourinho of the Championship, I think, at the moment. And I think that sets us in good stead.
3: And um, you you didn't make a great start with Michael O'Neill, did you? He it was, it was, it had quite a long run of not many wins and. And you know the odd draw here and there. It wasn't looking good, but you stuck with him, and obviously it's it's paid off. Do you think clubs should stick with their managers? I mean, at the moment you see everyone calling for Arteta out, all that sort of
4: thing. Well, I I, I mean the Arteta one is is a very difficult one. I think the thing is when Michael O'Neill came in for us, and you could probably say the same for Arsenal that they they're in absolute disarray um, anyway when Arte, Arteta came in. So I think with Michael O'Neill we knew that. He'd obviously done such a good job for Northern Ireland. We knew that we were in an awful place. I mean, I was, I was coming on to this very show and just having to be absolutely down and, and sort of out about Stoke because we were doing so poorly. So a year ago, it was almost looking like we were definitely going to go down to League One and obviously 12 months later, everything's on the up and, and everyone's in a much better position. So, um well, maybe that's just at Stoke. But yeah. I, th- I think Michael O'Neill is just a brilliant manager and I think he is perfect for Stoke City, the club, because I think his mantra is whatever's available or, or to him, he can use that squad of players to his advantage. Now, at the moment at Stoke, we are suffering an, a, a mad injury list. I think we've gone through about four goalkeepers. Mm. Uh, it's obviously not not the place to be a goalkeeper. I'm sure Jack Butland can testify to that, but... I think we're going to be playing a debutant tonight in goal potentially. Um, but I think if there's one manager who I would trust to set up a team of 11 players, whoever they were, even if they wanted to chuck me on, I think I'd trust Michael O'Neill to do it. So it's going to be an interesting game, and, and there's nothing to lose. I think that's, no, yeah. that's the main thing. And and Tottenham are whatever you say about the football, I think one of the more interesting clubs to to watch at the moment. So I'm I'm just it's just going to be an interesting game and. We'll see what we can do up against some of their stars, but mm. that's all we can do.
2: I think he'll load the bench with the the um, the big hitters, um, Son and yeah. Kane, and I think he'll probably start Vinicius and one or two others, and Bale potentially. He did score a fine goal at Stoke, of course, back in the day. Yeah, remember that one. Yeah, that was a cool
4: um, Nothing to worry about with, with Bale. <laughs> just <on the> <laughs> no, he's got no, he's got no previous at your ground.
2: The uh, Andy Lonigan could be in goal. That could be the story, couldn't it? A championship uh, winner's yes. medal. With uh, Jurgen Klopp last year as part of the squad, 37 years old, much travelled, um, and that feels like you know everything. Tottenham fired it. Lonergan kept it out. It feels oh, like yeah. you can see him at the end of the game with his arm round Mike. What a performance it was! <laughs> Tottenham have been stiff
4: by goalkeepers like that over the Save years. Saved the winning penalty. Yeah,
2: you can. You can. There feels like there's a story that could be building there, Ben.
4: I mean, I'd, I'd take that. I mean. We are awful at penalties at the moment. I don't know. I don't quite know the stats, but saving them and scoring them. So I think, I think if it goes that far, then we're probably worse off than the, the first 90 minutes, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, I mean, that would be a great story. Why not?
2: And uh, we should say you you also do a podcast. We understand with Jordan North, who uh, has just been on. uh,
3: I'm a celebrity. (laughs) Get me suddenly numbers just flown up on that. Yeah, well, (laughs) I suppose you'll be
2: so you'll be sort of shouting happy place, happy place, bet three six five. will you tonight?
4: (laughs) I I hope I will be. He's going to enjoy the fact that uh, you've mentioned that because on that very podcast, Albert Sex my boss, he always says. Because I come on Talk Sport, he says I put on a bit more of a Cockney accent when oh. I when I come on. <laughs> so really, you enjoy the trade. Oh, here. I
2: see. I didn't. Do is is, you think that's fair? Have you listened back? And, and has anybody else said, "Oh, you're getting a bit earthier"? You think you? Well, you're aiming for the talk sport heartland. Yeah, right? you're
3: going for it.
4: Well, yeah. I mean, my my roots are in London. So I was right. born in London. But I've obviously got a slightly posher voice, and I support Stoke. So I get a bit of stick for the sort of various voices and personas I put on. I think, but. But yeah, uh, fingers crossed for a happy place tonight.
3: We're talking about nightclubs, and um, I did—I've done a couple of shows in uh, Stoke Pool. Yeah. I remember in the '90s, late '90s, going to Valentino's. you are probably two in Hanley. Valentino's up in, in Hanley, Hanley, in Hanley on Stoke-on-Trent, because of course yeah. Stoke-on-Trent is made of seven. Wow. Is it seven towns?
2: Yeah, six towns. Six towns. Six towns. Like, you invented a new
3: one. Denver gave him a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> if you,
2: if that, so that you were in London at that point, were you? in Cocktails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: But Valentino's. Great night out.
2: Nice good night out, was it? <laughs> no,
3: awful, Paul. Awful. Okay,
2: <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> do worry, some of these places are still there. Ben, enjoy the game tonight, and uh, good to talk to you. Have a good Christmas.
4: I will do. Thank you, you too. Okay, Cheers, there we ben. are.
2: Ben Cart right there. There he is. The, uh, slight the gap, wasn't there? Wizards of drivel podcast. Well, we do get a slight delay from Stoke. You know, you know. <laughs> some of these club now, I'm wondering whether you've... People uh, are trying to catch us out, well, Paul. Well... D- um, Nige, did, was there really
3: a club in Plymouth called Danglers? I mean, if there was, I'd love to have gone there. I think it's the old Anglers. You it used to go to the Plymouth Sea Angling Centre, nightclub on the Barbican, which, yeah, which will be there. Yeah. and then But they're obviously calling it the Anglers. Oh, yeah. So it's Danglers. Da, the Anglers. Oh, the yeah. Anglers, the angler, danglers, isn't it? Yes, of course it, that's is, what it is. Yeah. So I probably had to... Just, to the show one in, you from the local. The one in Blackburn Parliament. you've looked up, Carl. You've yeah, actually yeah. looked this way. It
2: did exist. What was it called? Did it Charlie?
3: exist? Uh, oh, I can't find it now. Here it, it is. Nightclub
2: Paul? in Blackburn Links. A few years ago, it was called Jazzy, Ketch. <laughs> Jazzy Kex. Jazzy Kex. Jazzy Kex. That Lovely. was now a Costa or something. Has it been oh, yeah, become a coffee shop? Some
3: sort of cafe. How now? could they
2: close down? there? People in Blackburn look back on the sad day they closed down Jazzy Kex. <laughs> it was a turning point for the town, really. <laughs> anyway, you, you can't go any of these places. These no, they're all definitely, gone. Definitely would have been the places you would have gone tonight and tomorrow night so if you want to give us a few year old faves and something interesting about them feel free um, and uh, the lucky charms uh, the Dutch uh, darts player running on uh, with an aubergine for every game as a lucky charm didn't last night and um, um, beat a former champion did it.
0: the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from talk sport <laughs>
2: A little bit of breaking news uh, just coming into us. Uh, the FA have uh, suspended uh, Real Madrid's Kieran Trippier for ten weeks and fined him seventy thousand pounds for uh, betting breaches. They've been awaiting that uh, judgment. So, uh, so there we are: ten week ban and a seventy grand fine for Kieran Trippier. That's a lot, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah well, we'll that's, quite a lot, that's quite a long time, isn't it? We'll see, yeah, we'll have to see how that uh, shakes down and what it what it means in reality for him um, over the next half hour or so. But first, we're going to talk Grimsby Town. And uh, Ian Holloway, of course, a uh, regular voice over the years here on Talksport, took to Twitter today to say that uh, he was uh, leaving the club. And yeah. We'll explain some it's a shame
3: because he, he joined there in quite a big. Quite a big celebration, wasn't it? When he was yeah, up yeah, there, yeah. and it was and he was gonna, and that what normally happens when someone like that takes over a smaller club like Grimsby, one of the tiny little clubs like them, they, they he really can drive them onwards, can't he, towards You're a, glory? I think so. you are a
2: bit of a pop. At our next guest, um, well, it's, it's not a day to wind him up, <laughs> no, I'm <it's>
3: guessing. <laughs>
2: uh, Lloyd Griffith is the man we often turn to, of course, comedian and Grimsby fan when we talk about Grimsby town. Good afternoon, Lloyd.
5: Little club, <laughs> <See?
0: Charlie.
2: laughs> Got him. got him <laughs> fished him watch in. Watch <laughs> your team play with porter cabins in the background, Unbelievable. but they're
3: on their way back, on the way back, they're on their they're way, on way back. Oh, apparently, no, you'd love Gary Johnson. Back,
2: so, did it was this a surprise? <laughs> I mean, Ollie sent some stuff out last week which I saw which didn't bode well, yeah. so it probably didn't come as a complete shock to Grimsby fans, did it?
6: Well, a little bit, yeah. Because he came out two days ago and said he's not leaving unless someone asks him to, and then he, he left this morning. Like, I, I love Ollie. I think he's great, and you know, I've known him. Obviously, he's a cool hero, isn't he? and <clears> from working at you know at Sky he used to come in on a Friday night when he was doing the bait. and he would always know about Grimsby Town and would would chat to you, knew everything about you, and it was it was he's a lovely, lovely bloke. So it was, it was um, we were over the moon when he got appointed. But we have we have a problem with the current owner of our, our club as pretty much every team in, in the country probably does. Um and I, I just wondered as to when it would be when they kind of fell out. It's a bit of a weird one. He's kind of he's he's blamed things off the pitch as to why why he's leaving, but it's he's, he's, he's been um he's been frustrated with the way that things have been dealt with at the club we've had all sorts of things showing on uh, majority shareholder kind of in cahoots with a fraudster and stuff like that the guys that were interested in Notts County so there's been a lot of politics off the pitch which hasn't been great for Ollie. and then you know, the fact of the matter is we haven't had a good uh, season and we lost to uh, Bradford last night two amazing goals from Novak and Sutton world is but I mean, you know, we're we're just not in a in a good place um in the league as well. So I think I think it was a little bit of a surprise. It'd have been nice to have seen him kind of get get through Christmas, but he's he's you know, he's uh, he's gone and the club have said that apparently our majority shareholders selling his shares, so who knows? Who's, who knows what's gonna happen in the next few days and weeks.
3: I think um Grimsby and Torquay are very similar to clubs, actually, uh, Lloydie, aren't they? Because you know, in diff- difficult parts of the country to get to, yeah. where it's difficult to to, to attract players, yeah. and all you really long for is stability and for your club yeah. to exist and and have some success. You you don't ask for a lot, do we? So so when something like this happens and it causes doubt again, I mean, you you're in the uh, conference the National League for a while, weren't you, and got out of it, and and yeah. now you're slipping down the leagues again. And you can just see it all sort of happening again, and j- just long yeah. for that stability. Yeah, and, and that
6: is the thing, and that's that, that's all we've kind of hoped and wished for. Like, uh, not this isn't a witch hunt at all on the on the current um, majority shareholder, but he took over in 2004 and blamed the collapse of ITV Digital. I mean, crazy. I mean, so many clubs were in, our, in the same position, but who who didn't go down into the conference and stuff. And as you say, Charlie, I mean, geographically, it's a bit of a, sometimes it's quite hard. We've actually lost players to Scunthorpe, um, <laughs> you know, who have, who, who've been driving up to Grimsby to sign for us. And then Scunthorpe is, what, 45 minutes closer than where they're from on the M- M180. And they've just popped into Scunthorpe and signed for them in the yeah. past. So. You know, what, you know, and, and what I've I've spoken to a few players over the last few weeks and months about this whole thing is, you know, players talk, and if if mm-hmm. they you know if they know that somewhere isn't a happy place and that they're not willing to sign, so if it's geographically not a great place, and then you know you've got someone that's going to try and dock your wages for whatever reason, then it's not going to. It's not going to bode well. So yeah, it's um. I mean, Ollie's a lovely bloke. I wish him all success with whatever goes on. He and he sold his house down in the southwest to, to invest in Grimsby, and wow. the so I just think that him and um, him and Kim are, you know, have got something sorted. And but Ollie's a lovely bloke. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't speak Ill, Ill of him. You know, he's he's absolutely in the right place. But I just think he's been a bit done over by you know ownership, which you know is just too much of a common thing in in, in English mm-hmm. football.
2: Is this is this right for Alan Buckley to come back? Ooh. It would be, be it. Alan Buckley's, I think,
6: fourteenth stint uh, looking yeah. after Grimsby. Um,
2: <laughs> it would be a great story Brian with Lawley. Alan.
6: King. Brian Laws, I think, was at Scunthorpe uh, twelve times, and yeah. Alan Buckley. Uh, so, I, I mean, he's he's still involved, Alan. You know I mean, and uh, he's Brandon is uh, his grandson. I think he's he's still involved in, in the set as a player. I think he's out on loan at the moment. Um, but, yeah, there's rumours as to who, who who might come in. I mean, Alan is forever a Grimsby Town legend, getting us promoted in the 97-98 season and doing the double at Wembley. Which not many people can say. So, um, but yeah, I think I think um, I think though four years ago, three three years ago, his name definitely would have been in the hat. But I think, um, do you know what? I saw Alan Buckley, and again, I won't speak ill of the bloke. Um, I think he's a lovely man. You know, when you see someone and you just something, he was wearing Uggs. And I just really? Buckley, uh,
2: Was he doing the UG shuffle, that thing where you don't pick your feet up in them and you just.
6: Well, no, they look brand new, to be fair. Oh, well, he, he just got them really out. Brand new, pristine. And I think it was Boxing Day like four years ago. He used to do the commentary on um, BBC Radio Humberside with John mm. Tonda, now Gary Croft does it. Um, but um, when it, I remember seeing him Boxing Day maybe like two or three years ago, and I just saw him walk in. I was like, what's oh, Alan Buckley? And then you look going, how's oh, Alan Buckley wearing. <laughs> I mean, Crocs have a taken, but, oh, <laughs> yeah. I
3: mean, it was just... but. It's the perfect Boxing Day shoe.
6: It, they're yeah. very comfortable. An ex-girlfriend of mine used to have them, I and weirdly, we were the same size feet. Um, oh. Not weird, you know. You know, more, you know she was yeah. really yeah. tall. Ex, so, yeah,
3: ex-girlfriend so, um, of yours? There's no. you <laughs> I mean? yeah. quite a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Add her to the list. <laughs> cool. So,
6: yeah, I, um, I don't think Alan Buckley's in the running, but the, I mean, the, the, the bookies are already. Uh, <laughs> In. And I think Bradford, uh, Bradford are in the same situation as so, us, I mean, uh, a decent club in the in the lower depths of League uh, yeah. Two. Well, I mean, Southend as well, Crikey! So, yeah. um, so I think that, I think there's a lot of people after the same same kind of like small pool of managers. So we'll just have to see see what happens. But it's I tell you what, it's been an absolute weird season for us. We signed a lot of players, some good, some not so good, and it's um, it's yeah, I, I'm still waiting for the call up. To be fair.
2: You've um you've got dates for next year for touring. Hopefully that'll all still be okay. But your other your other sideline apart from being a fine goalkeeper and stuff is uh, you're a chorister. But I mean again is has yeah. that has that, been put paid to isn't it? All your your Christmas yeah. big time for you Christmas normally I would think. i tell
6: you from. what. It's it's the it's the first time in 30 years I've not been singing at Christmas. I did oh. I did some carol singing about 2 or 3 weeks ago for some um for a charity. Went to some um care homes and did some singing outside and stuff. Um, which was uh, nice. but that's just a kind of charitable guy. I am. Do you know what I mean? No deal. Cool.
3: And they're not um, allowed back to their rooms, are they? If you so, you can just stand there and do it anyway. So you know. <laughs> well, that'll be enough from
6: you, Charlie. Too, mate. I've been three <laughs> in the last ten minutes. of coming <laughs> into a space here. It's like a,
4: it's
3: like a roast. <laughs> it's like the Lloyd <laughs> Griffith I mean, roast. I've missed it. I've missed it.
6: I'm, I'm sat in my bedroom in my pants. I mean, nearly crying. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm getting slaughtered.
6: I'm literally in my box shorts. I've just been through a run. But um, yeah. So, but I think like you mentally singing, not singing this year has been has been a big. Big toll for me because it's just something that I've done regularly for thirty years. You know, either singing at Westminster Abbey or Windsor Castle, they would be classic and rough like an absolute bad boy. But it's first time, yeah, not been doing it. Cause it's you know, it's a bit at the moment. Still, you know deemed as dangerous. So hopefully next year
2: well uh, Lloyd have a great Christmas good to talk to you and uh, I things turn all, around for Grimsby pleasure
6: to speak to you next time just do the show on your own yeah I will yeah I'll make sure he's not <laughs> in next time we talk <laughs>
2: cheers Lloyd all the best cheers guys take care that's Lloyd Griffith catch him on tour next year go and check out his website very got, funny oh, man great singer
3: lovely bloke amazing voice <laughs> terrible golfer Paul is he really oh he's, he went mad on golf this year <laughs> really really played a lot of golf veteran. no better whatsoever really really not what is it is it it's just hand iron just, basics just, just, basic? just, just wow it into the bushes. It's just, <laughs> just as hard as he can. Really, it's yeah. like Happy Gilmore. A lovely bloke. I just
2: remind you, Kieran Trippier has got a ten-week ban from the FA. I mean, I, I I don't know much about this at the moment. Obviously, I know why it happened, but it's just striking me, and it's probably very obvious. But of course, he plays in La Liga. I mean, oh, right, it, yes. is the hope that Diego Simeone will take this well and sit him out for ten weeks, oh, or will yeah. it just involve? Uh, games, w- w- the FA have got some kind of jurisdiction, like England matches, England or if he ever comes back here and plays in the
3: FA Cup, oh, right, we'll I try and drill down into it. That. That. Yeah, well, that, is that is that but, um, worldwide, or I, is it just I, the I, FA? Well, is it, La mean?
2: Liga, and say, oh well, yeah, yeah, just you know, hmm. ten weeks off. I mean, you know, it doesn't seem like Atletico's way to work, but we'll find out. We'll find out too, whether they've got a kind of cross-border agreement amongst all the FAs. Anyway, Dan Dawson is watching the darts this afternoon. Uh, Dan, before uh, you tell us what's going on, is this right that um, that uh, uh, Diving and is uh, uh, an aubergine farmer.
3: He is genuinely an aubergine farmer, yeah. I mean, to be fair, he spent a lot of his youth out there physically picking aubergines. I think he sort of progressed doing some more office work, but basically, yeah, he works on an aubergine
2: farm. And that's why he carries one around and brings one on stage, not last night when Mm. he won.
3: Yeah, I mean, he did, he, he, to be fair, he realizes the power of a gimmick in this sport, yeah. but he's also <laughs> careful not to overdo it. Right. I mean, you look at somebody like Simon Whitlock, who's basically embraced the wizard persona to the point where he actually believes he's a wizard right now. <laughs> but Van Dyvenboda. Yeah, you, you don't want to go walking around carrying aubergine with you everywhere you go. It's no. impractical.
0: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Hawksby and Jacob's Daily Podcast.
3: This is from Today's Times, Paul. Oh, yeah. Um, despite its extraordinary intelligence, the life of an octopus is a solitary one. Oh, really? And they've found that the mighty-brained cephalopod, that's mm. an octopus, yeah, yeah, engages in a little bit of thuggery to relieve the boredom. Just linking to the boxing here. Right, okay. Scientists have discovered that on occasions an octopus will punch a fish for no other reason than spike. Just give it a dig. Just give it a little... Get out of the really?
2: way Really? Wow Bit we bored talk- Just whack out one of its arms I mentioned the other day There was a nine uh, A nine armed one That had popped up
3: in there. Uh, nine armed Which would be great He'd win the world championship oh. Wouldn't he? Yeah He, was in he Japan. changed the game yeah, you, we <laughs> changed talking- the game He's got him in Hey arm lock Where does he go from here? yeah
0: <laughs> The extra the arm The ninth
2: arm <laughs> We were We were saying earlier on So many of the uh, The kind of nightclubs And fun pubs Of uh, of our youth People would have been Going there tonight Oh and, uh, lovely You told lovely us night
3: about The tonight. the in. Quid, the Quid's in, quid in and Scarborough, Scarborough yeah. Scarborough's
2: now four quid to get in. So the listeners reacted to some yeah, of the fine night spots they went to over the years. Um, nightclub in Great Yarmouth called the Bird's Nest. That's happy memories for somebody. Oh, um, do you remember this one? Uh, somebody says there's a place called um, Vanilla
3: in Truro. No. Does that does that uh, ring a bell? Truro is about a f- as far away from where I grew up. I know. I know you all think it's within one small village <laughs> when we all speak like this. But uh, although on the way in this morning, yeah. I did drive past. <laughs> A tractor, proper old school tractor as well, open cab, and he came around the corner. This farmer and his hat blew off, (laughs) and uh, and he got covered in a in a big puddle. And I thought. That, if it anyone saw me driving past that they go see yeah. it is like that <laughs> it's <laughs> it like what that. It's like yeah so truro is about as far as me uh, as as sort of bristol is so you know okay long so way it's, away. it's not on the door no fair enough in the 80s in beeston nottingham yeah. nottingham had a place called charlie's barn one night a python from the pet shop next door escaped came into the club through the suspended ceiling can still remember the stampede. Unbelievable.
2: This is uh, Puggy says uh, Glasgow's West End and Cleopatra's nightclub, commonly known as Clatty Pats. <laughs> this this came from the perspiration of dancers gathering oh, on the ceiling yeah. and dripping back onto you. Yeah,
3: that's dark, it. isn't oh, it? Don't Thank we'll we'll, we'll, you. Don't we we'll 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 think we'll be <laughs> back doing that for a while? No, that's,
2: that's <laughs> that doesn't sound very COVID <laughs> no. safe. The idea of second hand sweat from a ceiling. Just, I things, love them. Great punk band. The things, yeah. <laughs> Tonight's session. The things we took for granted, eh, about nine oh, months yeah. ago. So, uh, still to come, um, Steve Palmer's going to join us. Ipswich fans, a man who uh, graced your club for many years. Um, he popped up on University Challenge earlier this week. Fantastic.
3: Yeah. Um, real, the real one, or is it a
0: celebrity one? Is no, it all, uh, well, it, it's the alumni. It's the old
3: boys, the vets.
2: It's so, the vets, to put vets. it in football
0: <laughs> vernacular. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk sport. Was there a Winkers in Chalfont? This is claimed by <laughs> David Gibbs He used to
3: go to Winkers yeah. in, in Chalfont. I feel like people are trying to catch us out on some of these names.
2: Dan in Kettering, oh, no, I'm not sure, Dan in Kettering <laughs> used to go to Reflections, oh that was a classic, they're probably all over the country, frequented many years later by Alan Carr at the time he's dead. Graham was oh, manager yeah. of Kettering Town he yeah, tells us. Good. Rockies in Leeds had a boxing ring as a dance floor which was pretty apt as there was a fight most weeks says Paddy in Leeds.
3: <laughs> if you ever have Alan on the show Paul I mean, you must. Had him on a few times, you must get him to tell the story of when, like, you know, he, his dad got him a game uh, a, at a local football team, and yeah, of course, everyone expected him to turn up because he beat, was chip off the old block, chip off the old block, yeah. and he was Alan Carr, you know. Yeah, so we, it's uh, very, very funny.
2: Alan's only been on the show, actually, he's been on the show a couple of times. But the first time he was on a long time ago, the first time he was on, a friend of ours was promoting his gig, he was doing a gig at one of the lounges of okay. Manchester City, mm-hmm. and our friend said, Bit quiet ticket sales. He said he's really funny. He's a good bloke. Get get him on. He's got a kind of football background. Yeah. And Alan came on, he was brilliant. And yeah. he just did ten minutes with us. And then he sort of sold out the room off oh, the back I of it with his football tails. And Lovely then man. I think he's been on a couple of times since in the very early days. But uh yeah. Couldn't couldn't sell out a a,
0: a, a two hundred nah, well, seater when he first came on. That's so how it
3: goes. That's eh? so how it is, isn't it? You know.
0: Look at him now, stadiums. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport.
2: Charlie, you were telling us recently right. that um you're quite a keen fisherman. Oh yeah. You've been going fishing a lot and we spoke yesterday to a man who caught uh, a salmon in a puddle in a car park. We did. We did. Was that is that did we do that? <laughs> we yeah, did that, that was we real really true. We did do that. That oh, was goodness, true, Okay, it? yeah. Yeah, it did happen. So, um, have you heard of the art of um, magnet fishing?
3: Are I you have, aware of this? I've I've, I've seen people magnet fish while you're fishing, while I'm fishing, but also just around. I live right next to the Thames, and I've seen people uh, magnet fishing off Wallingford Bridge. Right. Uh, well, because a fella called Shay Williams,
2: mm-hmm. he he got eighteen sorry nineteen hand grenades out of the Thames <laughs> near Sutton <laughs> Coalfield. That's, I mean, that's a lot. Well, also, it's quite dangerous, isn't
3: it? I mean, yeah, it, it, it is that, that, that often happens, apparently, with... with World War uh, II explosive devices uh, were picked off. The area had to be cordoned off. And, uh, but what they get is a really strong, like a le- le- as an electromagnet, that sort of, no, it can't be an electromagnet, keep
0: <laughs> it no. in the river, can it? <laughs> Not no, but, a great no, health and safety gone mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> just, just wire it up, drop it just in a, the river. Just a big old That'll magnet. That'll be right, like, big old magnet on the end of a big old bit of uh, rope or string, and yeah, they pull out bikes, and they pull out all sorts of, yeah. you know, the, what they're trying to get is like a ring or something like that off the bottom of it. Yeah, the, like it's, a, like, yeah. So it's
2: the, detectorist type stuff exactly but it? yeah of
3: course in the second world f- war everyone chucked all sorts of stuff in the river in the series 4 maybe uh,
2: Bob and uh, and Paul will get yeah, for gone fishing and get a, a couple of big old magnets let's out let's go magnet and, fishing and go there, dig a couple of bikes
3: out I mean I, it looks fun I, I'm, I think it must be legal but yeah often they'll have to close bridges there's a place near us called yeah. Sonning Son Common which is where George Clooney lives and they'll alright oh, and, you and you they'll pop in I don't pop in. in I a don't mile. know George I've covered an espresso have you ever seen him out and about I've never seen him out and about I don't actually I don't Believe he actually Does he knock get out about? Like, well, it's, it's far enough away from me for, to, for us not to... So you know.
2: hang around in the local on the off chance he
3: comes in and says, very, for everybody. very similar Venn diagram, me and George, Paul, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> well, I don't see why not. I but yeah, you- the old magnet fishing often shuts down towns because of the bombs that oh, people well, find. 19-hand grenades. That's, That's too many, many I it? And you keep keeping like, it? Keep I feel like he
2: put them in himself. If on the cover of Magnet Fishing Times you have a bloke <laughs> holding 19-hand <19 laughs> grenades in it, he's been a, in a sort of army jacket bending on one knee on the, on the riverbank. Look at it, isn't it beautiful? Yeah. Is there a Magnet Fishing Monthly? Is there oh, is there, there a magazine be, for then. the magnet fishermen?
3: There is uh, for most things, isn't there? There is let's for have most a look. things. Magnet Fishing Magazine. <laughs> I'm going to have a look it up and see if they do one. It's going to end up with
2: I Got News for You at some stage,
3: isn't it Magnet be a,
2: fishing art—it doesn't appear to
3: be. Uh, or oh, hang on, you can no, start one, Paul. Perhaps notice. you've got a history in magazines. You could, you get back into the old do publishing think, game. Do you think,
2: you think, that you think there's enough people into a magnet fishing magazine? <laughs> I mean, what sort of features would you get? Um, best rope to use? Yeah, um, where, I mean, you'd have where to, where to buy after week one. Then you've done the review of the best magnets to magnet fish with. You'd be really
3: struggling, wouldn't you? Well, I can imagine you'd need a good bit of rope because. You know, you could chuck it okay, in with so the magnet done, on the end. So issue, you're pulling it in. You're pulling whatever one, you've caught in. You, rope
2: snaps. Issue one, I do rope. Oh, sorry, issue two, I do rope. Issue one, I do magnets. And yeah. Effectively, I've got nowhere to go it.
3: with consumer guides. Well, I? yeah, but what to do if you find a world, famous ward, world War Two unexploded shell yeah. on that's the end right. of your magnet oh, right. call the army that's
2: what you do don't try and diffuse <laughs> yeah, it yourself think,
3: I think there's life in it Paul I think it's a okay, good idea well, for you um, I've heard I worse publishing ideas and have
2: worked on many of them but uh, <laughs> magnet fishing monthly <laughs> I mean yeah. what would it be called Is there, uh, MGM a, what would you call M- M- MGM, <laughs> MGM. maybe they could sponsor it for
3: us yeah that's
2: right alright well, we d- 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 take it as read that. oh that's what I'll spend my Christmas uh, Christmas doing lovely uh, just a quick letter from uh, Jane Moth who oh. that would have been <laughs> to the t- uh, Telegraph. That was, she would have been great for TV formats, but we weren't that bothering now. She would not get too near the light. She, she would, they, are, they obviously had a correspondence in the Telegraph about worst Christmases ever. This one felt a bit bleak. Okay. And you wonder what her brother... <laughs> Uh, um went on to do really and you do worry about him. Um he said, My worst Christmas ever was when my brother inked a Hitler moustache <laughs> on the beautiful bron sorry, blonde doll my sister had just given me. Sixty years on, oh. the memory still lingers. Oh dear, Cindy. Hail, Cindy. Yeah, just so with the brother why he would suddenly do that. He'd yes. pick up your sister's... I mean, it's a oh, cruel dear. thing. It's I very
3: cruel. Wonder, wonder what
2: business he went into after that. <laughs> anyway, let's bring you some clips of the month from December. You can go to Twitter at TSHNJ, and vote for your favourite very shortly. And we've got six for you and uh, there'll be sort of two semi-finals and a final and we'll play the winner just before at four o'clock when uh, Andy and Goffy pop in to do drive. Uh, We'll kick off with Alan Brazil on Breakfast Struggling. Ali McCoy's features in this, of course. Struggling with a particular word.
0: Before we move on, all bets are off for numpty of the week, Alan. The resounding uh, (laughs) recipient... Recipient... What's it? Recipient! Recipient! (laughs) (coughs) (laughs) Recipient! A
2: nice. oh, re-sip, recipient. Recipient. It's. <laughs> Recip. It's.
3: Recip. Rice lip Recip- He was in at one it? point. Wasn't
2: he? he lost Just it completely. Alan. There.
3: He couldn't say that. Ah, exactly. There. This is Kate Partridge at Portman Road, previewing Ipswich v Charlton.
6: Tractor boys losing 3-0 at home to Leaders Hull. And the fans responded with a banner calling for Paul Lambert's head. And he makes four changes in a lineup in a
2: 4-4-4-3-3. Playing a 4-4-4-3-3. <laughs> and Paul Lambert's definitely going to keep his job if they play uh, with <laughs> they play with that many players. 16 aside. Yeah, or it it 18 aside, sorry. Not great mess it Sounds like one
3: of those Eaton wall game
2: it does, games. It does just game, yes. Now Champions League news now, and we're guessing our news reader here isn't a massive football fan.
0: <laughs> Paris St. Germain and
3: Istanbul. Basek Shari.
2: Yeah, okay, well that's close enough. Look, That'll do. Can, can
3: you get yourself over to work for UEFA doing just, all the stuff just, on their website? Just jump in and go for it. That's yeah. fine. Back to Big Al on breakfast, who's embarked on a very unlikely crusade. We're doing a walk which will in turn help the fight against, especially this time of the year, by the way,
2: against homeliness. Have you got a problem oh, with homeliness? Yeah, you hate homeliness. Live, love, laugh, laugh
3: on the wall. Yeah, especially <laughs> you know, this time of nice year. Nice bit you, of candles. Uh, you
2: walk past people's house, they've got a Christmas tree up, yeah, it looks yeah. all warm and cosy and you think, I hate you. I hate that, I'm going to so, raise
3: money, <laughs> crowdfunder
2: against <laughs> it. <laughs> against homeliness. <laughs> uh, so uh, here's Bob Mills being a bit harsh on himself, we felt. Cottrell came on, Naviag, young lad, made his debut, so... um. But is there not a problem here, Perry, and I'm talking from my my arsenal? Don't be so hard on yourself,
3: (laughs) (laughs) really. You're not that kind of man, Bob, we we respect you. (laughs) And finally, here's Reshman Chowdhury on game day with a question for a former England defender.
6: Yeah, interesting. Uh, Who would you want to uh, make you dinner out of the Everton team, Alvin Martin?
3: Out of the Everton team?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind Andre Gomez. He could bring my Portuguese little tarts, couldn't
2: he? (laughs) Oh, that's a possibility, (laughs) Rashmin, yeah. Mrs. said it. Mrs. goes... (laughs) Mrs. uh, (laughs) Gomez won't be particularly happy. Um, so anyway, was it to uh, Alan the recipient recipient? Uh, was it Kate with the four 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 three three formation? Was it uh, Bishop back, back 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 here on the news reading? <laughs> uh, was it uh, Big Al on his uh, crusade against homeliness? Uh, Big Bob talking out of his arsenal, or was it Reshmin and her little Portuguese tarts? Nice. What, what's your favourite? We'll play the winner again
3: at a couple An, of minutes Is it four. a natas, a natas brafas? It, no, a, you're a, thinking... That's potatoes, isn't it? Yeah. A natas. It is a natas, doesn't really, it? Yeah. Pastel de uh, yeah, Natas, natas. <laughs> I just loved you saying natas. It was like, I was, recipient.
2: <laughs> a pastel de You were basically donata. having some potatoes at that Yeah, well, point, yeah, yeah. lovely, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you order. So what's your favourite? Go on, at TSH and You can uh, vote for your favourite there. Two semi-finals. Vote in those and we'll, uh, we'll give you the finalists. In about half an hour's time, the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. At the moment, Charlie, they're very much loving um, Big Alan's um, battle against homeliness, mm. but it wow. could be recipient. Go along and uh, vote for your favourite. There's hat. a
3: lot of it at Christmas, Paul, especially yeah. now everyone's yeah. in Tier Four. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, welcome to Tier Four, Charlie. I've been <laughs> yes. there for a week. Yes, I've just seen uh, Brighton and Southampton fans can't go to their home games. Yeah, that's, so a, that's a blow. A shame
2: I mean, them, the other fallout it? from that is this new strain that Toby was talking about, and Charlotte, tell us more at four o'clock. Of course, in the news, but um, the cricketers have just come back from uh South Africa, England's cricketers, they're due yeah. to fly to Sri Lanka and get there for January yeah. the 2nd. So, I know, in the scheme of things, but you know, more um, sporting mayhem. I, can, I would can't think. see that tour,
3: I can't see that tour happening to be yeah, honest. Things are going. I'd, I'd be absolutely amazed, but you know, well, anyway, they're trying, to keep, they're trying to keep everything going, aren't they? But yeah, it's I'm, yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah. Football here. We've seen
2: we're seeing more games called off and yeah. stuff is gonna to be tough.
3: Anyway, um on a lighter note, could you
2: eat <laughs> sixty Yorkshire puddings <laughs> in three minutes? why would you want to well competitively we we love competitive eating oh, on the show yes. we've always seen it as a proper it's always sport. impressive isn't
3: it the hot dog one is the one i was when they yeah. eat them, coney is the coney island wieners when they just, they, just yeah, like drop
2: them down their throats well we can make some comparisons to that because there is the art of uh, when you eat the bun in competitive hot dog mm. eating at nathan's on july the july the fourth in coney yeah. island they they dip the buns they dip the buns in and they wet them so they're easier yeah. to digest. And
3: they have like a big cup of
2: and the Yorkie, of course. You would think it's quite it's quite dry.
3: Yeah, definitely.
2: to to work its way down. So a lot of people have said because we said our next guest was coming on who did exactly that. Sixty in three minutes. Can you dip them in
3: gravy? This is the, what I like about these tournaments. Is that you you say to someone, "Could you do that?" And you go, mm, they, "Give it." Everyone gives it a serious thought. Of, yeah, could I do that? Can I have gravy? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's
2: find out. Carl Gibson is the record breaker. Hi, Carl. Hello. Are you able? Are you allowed to dip your yorkie uh, in gravy?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you've got to have gravy, don't you? Ah,
2: and does that does that um, must help? It must help lubricate it on the way down because the yorkie. I mean, it, it, you know, it can be a bit dry, a bit crunchy in places.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. There was pretty much no drinking drinking involved. I was just uh, pretty much drinking the gravy.
2: Right. Okay. Right. Sixty in three minutes. I mean, what's that's a lot. What's the technique? I mean, what? How we? How, what were you doing?
1: Um, I pretty much just grabbed about five in my hand, squished them, and then dunked them in the gravy, and then
2: sort them in my mouth. Oh, okay. Yeah. I bet it looked uh, beautiful at the end. Yeah. Just covered covered in <laughs> is, bits is of there, dry batter. And is gravy. there a
3: uniform size of Yorkshire pudding that, that it it has to be so everyone gets a similar similar level?
1: I'd say it was. They were more on the smaller side. I would say they're about
2: they're about average. I wouldn't say they were too too small though. Right, and were they effectively f- filled with gravy because they become a gravy receptacle, don't they? Mm. So they don't necessarily moisten it, but they become becomes like a little gravy boat, well, like gravy coracle. But, well, originally Yorkshire pudding were, were the size of a plate. And they were, yeah. yeah and you right. can still get them like, yeah, that. like, like that. Gravy yeah. coracle, I think, used to read the news on CNN. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but you so you probably took in a lot of gravy as well.
1: I'd say I probably took in maybe one and a half litres. Wow, that's a lot yeah, of gravy. That's a lot of too too gravy to
3: take <laughs> on board. That's gravy. On top even, of 60 Yorkshire's. Even at Christmas, that's too yeah, much. That's yeah. right. Do you, what's your history in this? Do you Have Do you have? You done some before? Yeah, I
1: mean, I'm, uh, I would say I'm probably the third best in Britain at the moment. Mm. Wow.
2: So I, been, I, what's the competition like? How many can they put away in three minutes?
1: Uh, they haven't tried. Oh,
2: ah, okay. Right. <laughs> Fair okay. enough. It's you mean you. in the world generally of competitive eating or just Yorkshire puddings?
1: No, it, well, just in Britain, like competitive eating, there's pretty much only three or four of us in the entire of Britain,
2: right? Yeah. And
1: the world, I feel.
2: What other other things have you have you eaten at sort of speed or or um or indeed number? What have, what what other ones have you gone with?
1: Um, I, well, recently I tried to eat the entire KFC menu. That was fun.
2: <laughs> wow, okay. that's tough, isn't
3: it? That'd yeah, be, I'm sure.
2: Not the moist wipes as well you have draw <laughs> you got to draw the line somewhere the They're still giving them edi- i don't think you eat the you bucket don't eat the, it's not an edible bucket yeah
3: yeah hey that's an idea though then, Yeah. for the
2: kfc You should copyright that Paul. Well, I'm, edible I'm the, bucket what would that mean magnet fishing magazine i'm going to be busy over christmas you won't, won't see him in the new year <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be,
3: be so, yeah. <laughs>
2: so um how quickly did you eat your way through the uh, kfc wasn't it was it just endurance rather than time that mm.
1: Was um I pretty much got through the majority of it. I actually failed that one. I'm, I left like some at the sides, but I got through the majority in like an hour.
3: Oh, Is there a you know these so you have the people who do the how many of the ones can you eat in a certain amount of time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also those ones where they have the the man versus food sort of challenges, like can you eat this massive steak and yeah, then you right. get it for free or whatever? Is that seen as two different codes in the competitive eating world? Is that like union and league? <laughs>
1: No, I mean, they both go hand in hand, you know. I mean, the the restaurant challenges, you still need the speed aspect. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've done stuff like I've got the unofficial world record for the most Oreos eaten.
2: The most Oreos?
1: The most Oreos in five minutes.
2: Okay. Again, that's a dry... You seem to be especially eating quite dry things. Particularly wet mouth. You you must have a very wet mouth. (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
1: For the um, the Oreos, I did. I think it was 154 in five minutes.
2: 154. Wow! Can you again? Yeah. Could you dip them in a cup of tea?
1: I mean, I had a giant, giant bowl of milk. I think
2: I had like three mil- liters of milk in front of me. Okay, Oreo cookies and milk. Yeah, I suppose they're the kind yeah, of great American tradition. You fill up on the milk.
3: I mean, yeah, what's your tactic when you go in for the KFC menu Are you f- eat the chips first and then yes, or you go in on the chicken that, yeah. or you batter You chicken first and you're then gonna, you have to finish You're going to give chips. it a try on your way home. Because there's always the thing in it, don't fill up on bread. Don't fill up on bread yeah. when you're going for like a, a buffet. Yeah. Dinner. Uh, I
1: started with the bucket of chicken. That was 14. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, actually, I think I did it in the wrong order because I left all the fries till the end. Yeah. And that's kind of what got me. here. They we were just cold and soggy by the end, and I just... <laughs> no,
2: no one wants that, do yeah, they? It? Yeah, well, you should get a phone call cheap. from the colonel if you've done that. He's still going, isn't he? still out there. Yeah. Surely he must have dropped a bit of chicken down that white suit over the years. mean, <laughs> <laughs> man who dresses like that when you're eating chicken out of a bucket, really, was never never going to keep clean for long, was he? Yeah. So what's next for you then, uh, Carl? What's, what are you, what's your next challenge?
1: Um, I'm not entirely sure I'm going to have a good Christmas. I'm going to have a massive Christmas dinner.
2: Right, okay. Yeah, got, okay. I'm going to get a massive Christmas dinner in four seconds. You get, you <laughs> pace yourself. No, no one's watching, Carl. You can pace yourself on the whole turkey. Yeah, this one. <laughs> are, and are you a quick eater generally? Or do you kind of polish off your dinner quite quickly or not?
1: Yeah, I'd say I'm um, probably above average
3: when it mm-hmm. comes to just. Eating a regular meal. Okay, yeah, it isn't a race though, is it? So start. start
2: was, he could start his Christmas dinner when the Queen comes on. And just be finishing his pud <laughs> when she's finished. Ten minutes <laughs> later,
3: the great. I always think, uh, uh, you know, creme caramels. Oh yeah, they're like my least favorite. But I think they'd slide down. When they you could eat. The, you could eat a lot of oysters, those. I reckon a, oysters or uh, creme, creme caramels. Creme, how many creme caramels do you think you could eat <laughs> in a minute? Really <laughs> Yeah, it'd be sickly, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah it would be. Yeah. Yeah, that up, could be, kind yeah. not good. Anyway, Carl, have a great Christmas.
2: Enjoy your leisurely-paced dinner, yeah. and uh, we'll no doubt chat again when you go for your next record.
1: Amazing. Thank you very much. She there we Carl. are,
2: Carl Gibson there. He's only 22, and it was... He's uh, oh, got a he long time have, left in the game. He used to have Yorkshire pudding battles with his sister, and that's how he knew he was good. Oh, really? Yeah, Cause... he'd eat more than she could, and he thought, you know, this is... And that's, and there he is, one of the top three competitive eaters in this country. And with, your, with the cookies and milk, you can take that to the States, yeah, can't yeah, you? Yeah. That's, a, that's an international record. We couldn't right get right the other there.
3: two, no? The other, the other two were We busy. don't know who they
2: are. He did, <laughs> wouldn't mention them. He couldn't nah, even bring himself even to trash names, talk. Couldn't it, even know? say then The names.
0: Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Stoke Tottenham at
2: 5.30 on TalkSport 2. And then it is Everton versus Manchester United. And we speak now to an Evertonian ahead of that game. And uh, we are joined by a man who's popped up on the show a few yes, times uh, over the years. Oh, Evertonian comedian Sam Avery. Good afternoon, Sam. Afternoon, fellas. Hey, Sam. I know. I, I was surprised that um, Everton had never won this. I mean, I suppose if I'd looked hmm. at the record books, I would have seen that. But I saw Charlotti saying, you know, we, we've, we've never won this competition.
5: Yeah, never. And I remember as a kid, like in the 80s, Liverpool won it every year, didn't they? He must yeah, <laughs> have The first half of the decade and... I remember going into school as, a, as a, like a, about an eight-year-old and I think Liverpool had lost to Arsenal in the final and I was like running around the playground with no dignity saying, ah, you lost to <laughs> Arsenal and all my Liverpool fan-mates were just saying, you've never won it. And I was like, oh, we ever know." No. And it was just like, embarrassing. So ever, ever since then, I've always checked Wikipedia before I start gloating about anything. <laughs>
3: You're Happy at the moment, Sam, with the, with the season and enjoying Ancelotti a bit, a bit, dipped a little bit, but he's really pulled you back into it, hasn't he?
5: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm dead happy at the moment. Obviously, the last seven days, well, the last the last three games certainly have been have been fantastic for us. And I think the main thing for Everton fans is that we've looked really solid at the back. And yeah. I think that's something that even in the first seven games, when we won every game, we we conceded loads of goals. You know, we just we happened to outscore the opposition each time. So it's uh, it's definitely something that is has you know cheered us all up a lot. But it, I think with football. You know, at the start of the season, we were like top of the league and we knew it wouldn't last, but we were kind of going, yeah, we're top of the league, this is brilliant, football's amazing. And then the next sort of five games, we had a really bad run and it was like, oh, football's terrible again. And now, <laughs> yeah. now I'm back to being like, I think we're going to finish top four again now. So I'm just trying to kind of rein it in a little bit because I think... Yeah. If we could get top six, I think that would be a really good season.
2: You look at these kind of super European coaches and, um, you know, he was a great player and there he is as the top coach and he gets the plum jobs, you know, Madrid and PSG, etc. But, you know, he's a good coach. He's proven. He's he's proven to be a good coach. He's proved it with Calvert Lewin, how much better he's made him. Mm. Even players like Yeri Mina looks like an accident waiting to happen. Now looks like a threat going forward. Looks a lot more solid than he did. I mean, it's it's been he's been good for Keane uh, understandably, I suppose. But it's yeah, it's it, I think he's he's been fantastic for you isn't he?
5: Yeah, and I think the the sort of just the way he, he carries himself and the way he talks and sort of post match interviews that you get a sense of there's such a. a a confidence, as you'd expect, with the track record he's got, but there's such a kind of an assurance, and you get the feeling the way the players talk about him that they really want to, you know, perform for him, which you would hope that you would get from a top manager. But what was interesting over the last, you know, when we had that different form recently, there was there was a school of thought being kind of pushed on social media that you know Ancelotti, you know, he's only ever had these world class players, and now he's playing with you know, uh, you know, a, a squad who's probably much below world class at the moment. Can he, you know, do the same thing with that? uh, Like some of the players you've mentioned, you know, Michael Keane's come on Leaps and Bounds, Yeddy Mina, it was just, you know, with his go-go gadget legs. (laughs) fantastic. In the last week, Mm. it's been great. So, I mean, I've got loads of confidence in Ancelotti and I just, as an Everton fan, it's really exciting to just watch the progression and the journey. And I think that's what you've got to enjoy as a football fan, because the end product often never comes as it never has for us in the League (laughs) Cup. Do
3: you think you've looked better without Hammers?
5: I think we've looked more solid without Hammers because he basically offers very little uh, defensively, you know, mm-hmm. other than perhaps making the other team kind of have to set up differently to, you know, adjust to his his left foot, which is just you know, he's just a delight to watch when he's on the ball. But I think we're, certainly playing those like four centred hours across the back as we've done in the last the last three games, we've looked a lot more solid and I think with, with some of those games, what I have thought, obviously Hammond has been injured. But if he would have been on the bench to come on at like 65-70 minutes, I think he would have had a field day in some of those games because I think he, he could have really sort of found the holes then. Um, so maybe that's something he can he can do going forward. But I think he's out he's out again tonight, I believe.
2: Yes, I Is think he... so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, another g- g- success really has been Guilfi Sigurdsson. and I don't know if he's sort of doing it out of anger because he thought he was on his way out and he wasn't getting games. But whatever Angel- however Angelotti like has handled him, seems to be working because he has he has stepped up when he's been needed, isn't
5: he? He certainly has in the last yeah month or so. Mm. I think before that he was still kind of he had a lot to prove. Really, I think just that price tag he came in on was just you know so inflated. I think if you take that price tag away, he's been he's been all right. He's not been exceptional, but he's been all right. Um, and I think what we'd like to see more of is is his set piece taking, which has just been non-existent at Everton. Yeah. like In all his other, certainly for Swansea, he was knocking him in all over the place and. Mm. He took a free kick against Arsenal that
2: looked like like
3: something like <laughs> the floor. She's got a good left and, foot though, mate. Yeah, oh, she's got a cork. I went the winds behind it. She's <laughs> <absolutely legal. laughs>
2: so they're going to put out strong teams tonight. Ancelotti said that. I mean, they're going to put out a you know a pretty decent side, I would imagine, uh, and United the same. So it should be a cracking game. This it
5: should be. Yeah, I mean, we we got battered really by them in the end um, in the league a few weeks ago because man you were just man you have just been one of those they're like a horror movie villain aren't they just when you think they're down and out they just come back and they're more powerful than ever Yeah, they just seem to have r- risen and now they're flying in the league looking really good on the pitch and um, I think it's going to be a really tough game for Everton tonight and I think if we can just you know keep it steady it'll be interesting to see the team selection to be honest whether he, he keeps it as defensive because I think Coleman might be back as well so that gives us a, a more attack and threat down the right. So, yeah. yeah, I'm fascinated to see what team he puts out, really. And for uh, Ollie as well, and what, what team he puts out for Man United. So that'll be really interesting.
3: It's almost like with the way the games are at the moment, is is, is what's the point in not just absolutely going for it all the time? Because there's no, you, know, you may end up getting what, three weeks off because the other team's exactly. can't a team out. There's yeah. nothing else to do, is there? So you may as well try and just <laughs> play the game and score some goals and entertain people.
5: I mean that's what I always think. I I think most fans probably just let's just go for it it's a cup competition and especially because Everton've never won it I know it's not the most prestigious competition. But we've never won it. We mm, yeah. would so love a little bit of it and you know I know the, the Christmas period is very busy so it's whether he's got one eye on you know a Boxing Day forward but um, I'd like to see him go for it tonight and just because I think I think we can beat Man U, Man U with us, the form that we're in but it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough game but yeah just go for it it's a cup competition. Just, we've got nothing else to look forward
2: to at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Sam. Enjoy the match. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. See you soon. Cheers, mate. There we are. Sam Avery there. Uh, thanks, him. And really you know, that really good comedian. Yeah.
3: Got a couple of great books out
2: about... Um, the Learner uh, Parent. Yeah, 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 He told us he does, he really does that live and there's some stuff on Facebook. You should yeah. go and check out his funny man. The Hawksby
0: and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Anyway, we got the winner of the Clips of
2: the Month. Lovely Thanks to everybody who voted. With 56.2% of the vote, it is uh, Alan uh, Brazil here. Ah. And, uh, yeah, we were a little bit shocked about his unlikely crusade. Oh, you are. We're doing a walk which will in turn help the fight against, especially this time of the year, by the way, against homeliness. Yeah, let's have no homeliness,
3: <laughs> certainly at Christmas. Like Oliver No Cornwell. chestnuts roasting on open fire. Definitely
2: not. No Jack Frost nipping at your nose. <laughs> Charlie, thank you ever so much. Thank you, Paul. For a lovely days. time. Cheers, happy
0: Christmas. <laughs> See you in the new year. When are you back on TalkSport? Uh, on my Saturday, mo- Boxing Day morning. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport.
2: There we are, that was this afternoon's show. Uh, would, you, would you be the first celebrity interview in uh,
3: Magnet Fishing? I've never Nothing. actually Magnet Fished, but I'd be happy to, to, to take it up for the magazine. Brilliant, okay. To have a weekly well, column. It's the new
2: converts to the sport. <laughs> People have converted from the traditional fishing. Brilliant, okay. Well, thank you, Charlie, for thank your Thank you, Paul. Happy Christmas those. to you. Happy Christmas to you. And uh, Andy will be back tomorrow for the uh, Christmas Eve special with the listeners.
0: You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your
1: guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.